Hey, bleach in the body always works. Everybody, welcome to everybody to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. What a heck of a way to start the show, but it is our 20th show, so, you know, we had to start Ooh, a special. I know, by telling well, you about, I want something to drink. <laughs> right? Bleach in the system heals all things. But we have a great show for you guys, and I'm glad you guys are here with us, because where else is there really, where else would you rather want to be than us, you know? Hanging out here talking geek, nerd stuff, arguing about stuff that really does not matter in life, but matters to us because it is our lives. Other than starting off with that, what's going on? That's the world sucks. The world sucks. (laughs) It does matter because everything that's real sucks. Very true. (laughs) The world's on fire. We're all dying slowly. It sucks. Hey, have a good day. It's a nice day today. (laughs) Positive. There you go. You end on a positive note. That's what you're supposed to do. Was that the the sandwich method there? You started yeah. off with some positivity, you gave some negativity, and ended on positivity. Yeah, it's a shit sandwich. That's management <laughs> 101. Well, well, in that case, welcome to the show. Jason, number A, Duke of All Nerds. How's it been going, man? It's good. It's good. There we go. There we go. I'm convinced. End with that positivity. The ish sandwich ended with positivity. Jaron, welcome to the show again, because, you know, I have to keep making sure that you're employed here every single week, so... <laughs> I appreciate it's a, it's a it. It's a thing I do. It's like when they go, hey, where, where's your diversity hire? I go, oh, shit. Uh, him, that guy. That guy. Affirmative Action Network, people. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> there were so many other He's got candidates that were better. But we just <laughs> so many. So many. But none <laughs> of them, they, but they all, yeah, their melanin count was too high. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we couldn't yes, have, we can't hire another one. <laughs> I know. That's, the, that's like, the thing in Star Wars, right? That's what I got that right. That, yeah, yeah. The melody yeah, count, sure. yeah, the imp count. Yep, yep, yep. I was that's like, why oh, Sam oh, Jackson oh. was the best Jedi. <laughs> hey, he had the melody count. Yo, motherfucker, can you make that shit purple? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I can stand out with my action scenes. Uh, <laughs> Jared, oh, what's going on, man? Point. How you been? Uh, good, good. Uh, thanks, uh, you know, being unemployed as, for as long as I have. Thanks for employing me. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. The we, first pay him, uh, <laughs> we pay them zero money on zero hours. That's fair. So I'm getting right, paid well, basically the industry standard for editors. Understood. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, well, let's jump right into the show. We have our top section as well. And we can uh, we didn't really name it a top three. We're just going to go all for it, though. This top section today, we're going to talk about movies that everybody loves that you either hate or refuse to see. So I'm going to start on off and just going to knock this one right out of the park. Uh, I'm surprised Jared may even know mine, but it is Titanic. I refuse to watch Titanic. <laughs> what? I fucking what? refuse to watch Titanic. I have no want to know how Titanic ends because I know how it ends. I don't give a uh, fuck the about the white That's how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about no white people on no boat talking about how much they love each other in the sea. The bitch won't even move over on the door so he can get on there. I'm good. I don't need three hours to know that motherfucker's going to die. I'm good. Like, so, yeah, yeah. And I think the only black folks was like the jokers that was playing in the band, what I heard. So I'm even better with that. Like, I'm good, man. I'm out of here. That was even that. Yeah, 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 those 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 were hella white people. Uh, (laughs) I feel so bad that you're never going to know about how your heart's going to go on. <laughs> I'm good. And that I'm fucking good. old ass bitch had the hardest seat in her pocket the whole entire time and just threw it overboard. Like, not like we're looking yeah. for it. But what's the fuck out of here? They were right on top of it. They probably found it the next day. Look here. 
Y'all telling me too much about the movie that I don't care about. So I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Jason, what is your movie that everybody loves that you hate or don't want to see? Or won't okay. refuse to see? So I don't really... Okay, I'm going to get fucking political, you motherfuckers. Um, oh Thank you for smoking. is a great and, movie. Yeah. I don't like fucking musicals. So uh, I don't want to ever watch The Greatest Showman. Um, P.T. Barnum was a horrible fucking human being. He uh, made his fortune by selling us, like, ha- keeping a person enslaved, and then, like, even after that person died, using their bones at- to make money off of. I don't want a fucking movie about that. I don't want a fucking musical about it. I will never see that shit. I don't give a shit, crap how good the fucking songs are. Fuck that shit. Hey, that movie. You know, it's funny. But, I but just Right. I just texted somebody the other day and was like, hey, because this person I'm talking about, uh, she thinks The Greatest Showman is, is her favorite musical, and I've never seen it. And I was like, oh, hey, we should watch that together one day because I haven't seen it. And I'm like you, I don't have an interest, but I would watch it with her because she it's her favorite musical to see why she loves it so much. But with your, you just saying that, <laughs> uh, I, may, I may recant that invitation that I have. Nah, fuck, oh, fuck, no, fuck just- Barnum. There should not be a feel-good movie with him in it whatsoever. Hey, but they made the movie Founder, and he kind of robbed those guys of a whole franchise. So, <laughs> but he was a bad person in it, though. So, touche, touche. Jaren, your movie that you, everybody loves, but you hate or refuse to see. All right. Well, I've seen it. I've seen it more than once, and I hate it. Um, but a lot of people love it, and that is episode six, Return of the Jedi. Fucking fuck, those, fuck those Ewoks. <laughs> zug zug my nuts. Um, God, what a fucking waste. It is paced super poorly. One of the most badass black dudes in the galaxy turned out to be a weak-ass white dude in a fucking suit. Uh, He's wearing the same clothes as Han Solo in that fucking movie. (laughs) Like, it's so weird. Oh no, he's talking about he's talking about Vader. Uh, Vader. No, well, I'm just talking about uh, Lando. He's he like no, no, literally about Vader. like puts no, on no, fucking no. Uh, yeah. Han Solo's fucking clothes. It's so. When it comes, when it comes to the most badass black man in the galaxy, far, far away, Lando I'm gonna give Vader so over Lando. Yeah. I, I'm Until glad you recognize that he's a black guy. Thank you, Jerry. Oh, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Fucking Mufasa and all over the place. You don't you <laughs> you don't miss James Earl Jones. You don't go. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Motherfucker's got a voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I it's, it, it's, that it's paced poorly. Uh, a New Hope was also paced poorly, but it was like it was revolutionary in what it did for visual effects. So there's a lot of love that I have there that just does not translate to this third movie. And uh, as far as wrapping up the trilogy story, it felt like it missed on all the beats that counted. It just the characters sucked. And you could see proto Jar Jar Binks and those fucking teddy bears too. Yeah, most Star Wars fans, like legit, most not all, but most would probably agree with you that uh, Return of the Jedi is the weakest of the original trilogy. Oh, by, by far. far, by far, by far. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna say New Hope just to be an asshole. <laughs> I was gonna pick the one that I genuinely don't like. You seem like you know what that whole entire franchise is just like I don't understand like why people like it. You know, laser swords so dumb. Yeah, who farms <laughs> sand or moisture or whatever yeah. the fuck they farm? Yeah, blue milk miss me with that shit. Why can't <laughs> son of a bitch? Uh, <laughs> it's funny because growing up, Return of the Jedi was my favorite one, and it was only because Luke came out with the black, the black outfit oh, yeah. with the the green lightsaber. Then I watched it as I got older, and it was like, well, this movie's kind of bordering on bad. 
Kind of. It is a Star Wars guy was, said it. I think right. Return of the Jedi was the first one I actually saw at when I was because it was uh in heavy rotation when I was a child on I want to say Disney Channel before they actually legitimately bought bought it. And then so I watched it a lot as a kid. And then well, I, I went back and watched the other ones. I have because I was a child and I loved the fucking Ewoks. I thought they were cool as fuck. Now that I'm adult, I'm like, that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly expected a lot more pushback on this. I was uh, so uh, this is a very, legitimate criticism. This been, You're right. <laughs> some, a pleasant hate haterade on my end. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Uh, my other one I have for movies that people love, but I hate or refuse to watch. Um, if you just put Medea in the title, I'm out. <laughs> And they make a lot of money, mm. and all my black brethren tell me how like I should support our culture being put on screen, and all the great stuff you want to tell me. And none of those great things they tell me ever have to do with saying, "Oh, but it is a good movie, Jason." It's all this other shit about because I'm black, I need to support it. But if you put Medea in the title, I ain't gonna see. It. He may he may trick me to see one of his like family ties, and I walk in there. Soon as I see a dude in the dress and, and talking, I'm out. I'm walking right up. The I knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm thanking them for their time. And I'll admit, like, so me feeling this way isn't a product of, like, some guys talking about the, you know, the unmasculating of men and demasculation of men, black men especially. I saw Medea and all that when he was doing it as a play. And I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fresh. Not like fresh in the urban slang word, but, like, I felt like for a play, <laughs> it was fresh. something I hadn't really seen before, like, because depicting a black culture without like slavery being involved or like mm. over and overwrought struggle and all, it was like, hey, this is a black family that are going through some things and they sticking together and they believe in God and they cool, 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 cool. Friday did it better. For some reason, once it got a little money under it, like the antics became unrealistic. Like let, let's be, let, just one scene that made me be like, I'm out. And I don't remember what the DM movie was. It's one of the first ones when the bitch come on a bus with the gun with them kids. And it's about like shooting up the kids because they mess with one of her nieces and nephews. And I thought to myself, that bitch would be in jail, in prison. Exactly. <laughs> like, what what auntie is doing that? And who was cool with this? And, and, and why are we if, that, if she this? made it off the bus alive in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it just, you put Medea in there, man. Even though somebody did tell me that I would enjoy like Medea's boo Halloween thing because it's like a spoof and it's just all the things I want to happen bad to them kind of happens to them, but I don't even want to do it because it still has her name in it, so I'm good. So, yeah, I'm I love man, Medea. I, 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 I enjoyed Medea in uh, in Star Trek when it was Medea went to <laughs> and uh, took a job, a tenured job at Starfleet Academy. What, it was, it was out of drag. He had some serious line delivery, too. He was like, I was like, oh, shit. Kobayashi yeah. Maru. Is that Medea? Uh, like, <laughs> How did you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Oh, okay. Tyler Perry. Yeah. So, uh, if you want no, to hire us, us, we want. Yeah. Oh, and don't get me wrong. Tyler Perry almost creeps in there because all the bad wigs and stuff he has in his movies. But I'm just going to let relegate it to Medea movies because they make a bunch of money, and everybody tells me I should watch it, and I'm just I'm good on it. Um, Jason, you have another all one. Right. I'm going to lump a whole bunch of movies into this, but the primary one I'm going to start off with. The Green Book, The Help, The Blind Side, all those fucking movies need to fucking stop, all right? They need to fucking stop, all right? Especially the fucking Green Book. Fuck that movie. 
They didn't even fucking talk to Don Shirley's family about his life. They took it from the fucking dude who barely knew his fucking memoir. No, none of this fucking white savior bullshit anymore, all right? Fucking racism is not as simple as, oh, the races are bad. You just got to be nice to black people. Nah, it's not that fucking simple. Stop making no damn simple-ass movies like that. Fuck the Green Book. And all those other fucking movies, like, just like that. Fuck them all. I hate them. And they win fucking Oscars. Bullshit. You're fucking dumb. I'm sorry. Hey, look. If you, you don't watch me, the black side, yeah, how are you going to know that white women can can be the savior of all black men? Like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Why do you think I'm with a white woman? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's for fucking them. It's not the same thing. <laughs> That's just reparations right there. Uh, facts. Uh, uh, Jared, That's every young man number two. I was not prepared for an additional one because I read the text and it said one movie. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. If I, if I, yeah, uh, you, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, there. Uh, it's it, I was joking earlier. I was like, well, there's one movie that I hate and refuse to ever watch again, but everybody else hates it too. With the Last Airbender, but I can, you know what? Because uh, everybody hates that movie, but I can throw signs out there. Some people, man. <laughs> Some yeah, people stand for signs, but that's a stupid fucking movie from top to bottom. That movie is the dumbest fucking movie. These aliens, they can trans, they can get through space. They've figured out space travel, but they're stopped by a wooden fucking door. Uh, they have stopped and they are attempting, I don't know, to take over a planet that's 80% fucking poison. Like the dumbest <laughs> fucking shit when you think about it. And Something that humans might do. <laughs> yeah, just just fuck it. And then and then somebody was like, but it's also like some sort of weird religious allegory for like their angels or demons or some bullshit. And I'm like, well, it wasn't it wasn't shown very well in the movie, and it it's it's lost in translation as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's poor poor execution, poor story writing, and the acting is abysmal. So fuck <laughs> fuck the sign signs. And uh, if you like it, then I think less of you for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Jason both like. Yeah, but I said, does it change your opinion if they were demons and it was holy no. water that was hurting them? It would still be pretty stupid, in my opinion. So fucking. What <laughs> was the door? Was the wood covered in holy water? Is that what? Because again, no, the door was made out of the, the original crucifixion. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that. You didn't yeah. see that uncut scene where they built that. This door I got from Israel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the fucking Mount Sinai where they were dragging it down so they could make a door out of it for some place in nineteen or two thousand and. Five. Yeah, no, I missed that guy's trip. house in 2005. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, they get to the door. They're perplexed by this new thing in their life. <laughs> and their options are to wiggle their fingers underneath it in a not at all menacing fashion and create some shadow puppets on the fucking floor for about a minute and a half. And then they say, fuck it. This is dumb. And they leave. Like, you also got to question he gets like, his fingers cut off. That's why he leaves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. But, <laughs> you also got a question like why he got watched this when it first came out in the one. first place. You're a fucking, you know, alien that can traverse space and time, yeah. and you get duped into going to someone's pantry. Yeah, yeah. And plus, let's be let's be closing the door behind you. You're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Let's be fucking real. We all know that Earth is the fucking Alabama of the galaxy. Ain't nobody coming here to do to fucking do anything. They're right. avoiding us like a fucking plague right now. I will raise you one better. Is the Texas of the galaxy? Oof. <laughs> right. Oof. Okay. I mean, I just throw it out there because somebody had mentioned that, like, oh, they were probably demons. And I was like, oh, that would make more sense because we really don't see a ship. 
We really don't see how they get here. And the presumption that the aliens is based on other humans who have no knowledge of the situation. They're just presuming because alien is just a term for someone that's different and unknown. So I was like, that's an interesting way to look at it, that if they were demons then, and do being a former uh preacher or whatever like the water you have to actually anyway. bless the holy water in order to become yeah, holy. it's not just any water that, it's yeah. not just your kid can leave a house you leave it around the house and you're like oh i used to be a priest so every water that is in my house is holy water no water my pipes uh, i will i will with that because i mean from dust to dawn it kind of played off like that he blessed well they were actually water. blessing the water but he only blessed a little bit of water and then all the water they used from that point on Seem to be effective. So, by the rules of Dustin Hunt and Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> you only got to bless some water at one point in time, and the water stays holy for the rest of the that, run. That's so. just for, that's just for movie pacing. <laughs> Can you imagine they stopped every Donald time and he blessed it every game. time? <laughs> so, I mean, once Mel Gibson was a preacher, maybe he blessed one cup of water in his house, and mm. now all the water in his house becomes blessed from there on out. <laughs> God damn, what a but yes, science has its flaws. I enjoy science because I thought it was scary because I give I give passes to horror movies because of the simple thought of a horror movie is ridiculous to begin with. So, but we'll talk about that later on with some of these reviews. Yeah, so we'll talk about that later on with some of these reviews. All right, and Jason, do you have any more movies that you people love that you hate or will refuse? I don't to know watch? if people love this, but I guess they did well. I mean, the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise, and let's go ahead and throw in Twilight as well. Just this whole entire, you know, genre <laughs> of abusive men finding the most blandest, blandest woman they can. And them falling in love with each other, and yeah, like, fuck those movies. I, I guess they're not for me because I, I know, like, I, I once saw like a uh, YouTube video where they basically like, oh, these movies are like superhero movies, but for chicks, because it's like the you know in superhero movies, it's like the bland dude gets powers, and now he's all of a sudden the bet the best guy ever. And okay. this movie, in in these movies, you know, the bland girl is just being attracted to by a man who's so much. Hotter than she could ever imagine, so it's it's just the same shit. But like, it's dumb, and they just promote really bad relationships. And stop. Uh, if we if we if we swap that back around, and Iron Man one was just a bunch of a series of framed shots of I, of Robert Downey Jr. staring blankly into the middle distance, just off of camera left, like Kristen Stewart did in every fucking Twilight movie. I'm breathing heavily, yeah, through her mouth, through his mouth. <laughs> Like that, I, I, yeah, I, I'd be like, wow, this is not okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not here for and now, my number one is uh, it's almost blasphemous. <sighs> and uh, so, please, uh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's, it's blasphemous because of who I am, but it's kind of how you feel about the new hope, how you feel about new hope. My number one movie that everybody loves that I kind of hate. I've already watched numerous times. That's why I hate it. It's the original Halloween. It does nothing Ooh. for me, but I understand it's it's what it means to the the genre that I love. I understand its greatness in that regard. But mm. first watching it without any context of what this makes, you got to realize we grew up in the Freddy and the Jason era. So going yeah. back to watch it without anybody telling me like the greatness of what this is supposed to mean, as me and Jared joke about, as I sleep through some, a lot of movies. <laughs> this was like the first one I ever slept through. It was like, this was why do people like this movie so much? Like, what? It's this a movie's boring as hell. Yeah, it's like, this movie's boring as hell. And people are like telling me how great this is. And then people explain to me what the genre was before this movie and what mm. the genre became after this movie. And then in that context, I go, oh, okay. But then even with that, it's, it's movies like Sleepaway Camp. And it's other movies 
that's before that movie that are <laughs> like a lot better slashers. Yeah. Right, yeah, it is problematic, but a lot better slashers. <laughs> but I think at the point is that this was the first slasher that made like oodles on type of oodles of money. And that's what kind of separated genre-wise and made the moment of like the beginning of the slash the slasher craze. Because this was the first slasher they were like, oh, you can make money making these movies. Because all the ones before didn't really make that much money. They just made enough that it was like, oh, cool, this is fun. But it like wasn't can, like a major yeah, yeah, it wasn't can, a major hit. Yeah, you can make it on a shoestring budget and turn a, a decent profit. Right, right. That's what horror movies pretty much still do today. That's why yeah. people love them, and you get so many of them now. But like when I first saw Halloween, I was like, hmm. "This is not it." I don't know why I like loving this movie and wanted me to watch this. So, yeah, again, blasphemous for me because I'm a horror fanatic, and I, again, I respect what it did. But and nah, everybody knows it. Halloween three is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Season of the Witch. He's a, the best one. It's, it's, hey, it, it, it holds up better now than it did when I first watched it. That, like one of those movies we were like then or now, it definitely holds up a lot better now mm. than it ever did back then. It's like, ha, huh, we're gonna have a third movie in the franchise that doesn't have anything to do with the other two. Okay, okay, let's let's roll with it. Let's do it. We're going off the deep I end mean, with this one, boys. One day if I have a real geeky horror conversation, we need to talk. Freddy 2 and Halloween 3 and debate those movies one day. But we'll save that for another day when I can let you guys get really caught up into that. I'll have to watch Halloween 3 for the first time in order to do that. Yeah, we'll save it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't worry. You're not missing much at all. I Uh, laughed because the way Jason said Halloween 3 was the best, I knew he was... Anybody who's a Halloween uh, aficionado knows that Seasonal Witch is the red-headed stepchild of... And also, I think Halloween 5, uh, The Return of Michael Myers, is also uh, another dud. Or is it 6? One of those. Yeah, because it's one of them where, like, like Tommy tries to become... Yeah, um, but it's like Paul Rudd. It's it's the one with Paul Rudd. Yeah. (laughs) or Actually, I think Paul Rudd's in two of them. Either way. Yeah, he is. He plays Tommy as he gets older. The kid that Lori babysat in the first Halloween. Yeah. Yes, yes. Paul Rudd is 150 years old. Yes, yep, yep. As Jason chases his niece down because she's the last of the bloodline. Yes. Um, Big fan of Paul Rudd's Super Nintendo commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're playing with power. Super power. (laughs) Also, check out uh, Tony Todd's Taco Bell commercial. Just as bad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Speaking of horror horror icons. All right, let's jump into nerd news. News. News coming up, coming News. off a record last week. I'm just going to turn this over to you guys. So, guys, this segment could be three minutes or it could be 25 minutes, depending on them, too. All right, so <laughs> PlayStation dropped a bunch of its trailers and other things and devices and great stuff about their PS5. And so, we watched some of the trailers, we talked about it some. So, I'm just going to turn it over to you, Jaron. What was the most impressive thing you saw from the trailers or something you're interested in from that from the display? Well, there was a lot of impressive stuff, but the thing that jumps out the most at me is actually what I think to be an original IP. Um, It was the second thing they showed right after that uh, incredibly dope, like, chess playing commercial that is just one of those, like, Sony branded commercials that goes on way too long, but was actually really kind of cool. And then the KOTOR announcement, but it was, I I don't even know what the game's title is. I think it just, it showed the, the studio that, that did it was like shutterbox or something and it's 
just some sort of anime, not anime, but Asian badass fighter chick that is possibly an angel or something like that. I don't know, but she's got really tight pants on. Her ass has got jiggle physics. And uh, she was to sell video games, guys. <laughs> she was kicking ass and taking names. And the, the model over looks great. The backgrounds look great. It looks like it's going to be a fun world to traverse. It gave me, it, it made me feel, it put me in mind of the Darksider series, but with a, a very attractive female protagonist and, but still kind of, they, she mentions in the trailer that they tried to save the human world and failed at it. So you're going to be running through kind of a dystopian, like post-apocalyptic kind of earth and, earth and realm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a lot of fun. And they are slowly but surely stacking up reasons for me to be more upset as to why I can't get a PS5 like everybody else in the world. So, <laughs> uh, starting with Ratchet and Clank, and uh, but yeah, that it, we'll talk about more games, I think. Uh, but uh, the one that jumped out at me was that one, uh, Jason. We won't talk about more games, fucking hate the PS5. No, okay, so the, I'm really disappointed because they are remaking Knights of the Old Republic, and you know, <laughs> even though. Bioware has fallen off and, and fallen from grace in the in the past few years. Bioware is nowhere near this Andromeda. game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it just it, it makes me so sad because firstly, like Kotor is one of like the most perfect games ever made. It is solid from from beginning to end. It even holds up to this day. Even the graphics suck. So them remaking it is also like a ding. Like oh, they're remaking it. It's like it's not even like a remaster. It's a, a complete remake. So it might not have the same. You know you know, polish specialness to you can't catch your lightning in a bottle twice, you know, unless you're final fantasy, I guess. But also with that, they're going to, it's a PlayStation five exclusive. I'm an Xbox guy. I'm never going to buy a PlayStation five unless I win the lottery and I can just afford to buy multiple $600 (laughs) fucking gaming systems. So like all of it looks cool. The Spider-Man and Miles Morales thing that looks cool. It's just like I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna play these games because I'm just never gonna own a PS5. I made my choice back in 2001 and I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> that 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 <laughs> speaking of that mile that Spider-Man, first of all, Insomniac is one of my favorite game producers out there. Yeah, the guy behind Ratchet and Clank. I wish they do a remaster of Jack and Daxter, although I don't know that if that's ins- no, that's, that's not Insomniac. Not Insomniac. It's a uh, uh, different naughty different. dog. Naughty Dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish they'd, but they're they're still doing. They're cranking out, you know, uh, those Uncharted games. But um, Insomniac uh, is doing. They they are. I think they were purchased or direct partners with Sony now, so they only they exclusively work on that hardware. Which means when you don't do cross platform releases, you really can learn the architecture, and you can pay people to help you wring every last graphical ounce of strength out of that particular hardware and so naughty dog has been a master player in that space insomniac insomniac sorry <laughs> insomniac. <laughs> so um the uh seeing miles and peter kind of team up uh both in their spider-man costumes and then have that kind of misdirect with somebody asking these questions kind of sounds like craven the hunter kind of got that vibe to him it's a rough gruff 
older man, you know, voiceover, and then to see Venom drop into it, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm there for it. Let's go, let's go. It will probably uh, be a better Venom uh, story than anything that's been given to us in any movie as of yet. Yeah. <laughs> you you hate on Spider Man three and and. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even. No, that. no, Spider Man Three is a masterpiece. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the emo mm-hmm. Peter Parker is just the best thing yeah. to put to cinema. That's, that's um, some classic shit, right there. It, Yeah, it's Chef's Kiss. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi. But, uh, freaking, uh, he didn't want I Venom. Remember the fucking dude's name. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he didn't want Venom, so he there was a like, You got it. Yeah, Grace. Grace. Uh, fucking nerdy dude that played Spider Man the first time. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Took Direction X in. He was like, oh, I know what you're going for. I'll just do this. Dumb, <laughs> and Sam yeah. Raimi's like, print it. That's a wrap. I can't believe <laughs> I got him movie. to do it. There was a bet. There was a bet with somebody in production. I can't believe he did it. I didn't think. Yeah, I know this is a tangent, but I was fine with it until like the dancing number itself. So like, I was fine with all the goof, like, oh, the black suit. He thinks he's cool because he's a nerd that like got power. So right. Like, but when they started the dancing and sliding on the, the chair thing, I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Yep, we're why, pushing why are we doing this? <laughs> why? Why are you doing this? I mean, Sam uh, Raimi has always kind of been like a, I mean, like if you ever watched like the original, like not the original Evil Dead, but Evil Dead 2, 2 yeah. and Army of Darkness, you know mm-hmm. that Sam Raimi loves to like put some silliness into his serious movies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know why we weren't expecting it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I love it. Like, well, that and like Sony was like he he wanted to do I think the Vulture like it yeah. he has talked yeah. about it in interviews and Sony was like no the kids want Venom you're making Venom we're doing right, it right, right. and he was like you know what fine fine fuck you you're whole, you're you're tying my hands as a creator we will do Venom but guess what I'm casting Eric fucking Foreman from that '70s show <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it so go fuck yourself and I'm gonna make Peter Parker dance like an idiot so like. Even the the, the 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 foreman thing was like the studio because they wanted someone that physically looked like Peter Parker, which so is that it could be a contrast in look. Like which is so this dumb. is the good guy, but similar yeah. build. But this is the bad guy. I'm so glad that Sony got a hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad. And this is why I won't buy right. a DS5 as well because of that movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the new God of War. That looks great. It's uh, again uh, a big thing about this generation of console games is that the there's been kind of a blurring of lines. A lot of these games are going to come out for the PS4 and the PS5, so they they are kind of built from the ground up with an ability to scale down, and that that is an approach. Um, but sometimes you sacrifice things to make that an easy process in, in at the end of the production cycle. So it is refreshing that some of these will be, as I understand it, PlayStation 5 exclusives, where they are just going to just focus on the hardware that is here. And if you don't have it, you don't get to play it right now. Now, I don't have a PS5. When one becomes available, uh, I will buy it for the normal MSRP. But until then, <laughs> not I'm not a uh, $12,000 one. Yeah, I, have, I got I have, six of them, seven hundred a pop. <laughs> I have a Series X, and I fucking love it. So I'm playing. Uh, what am I playing? Tales of Arise right now. It's super anime JRPG, but it's fucking awesome. How do you uh, the story's great so far. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Gran Turismo uh, made a like four minute, uh, you know, presentation where they just showed some some beautiful, oh. <laughs> yeah, 
beautiful cars. I feel like that used to be more impactful back in the PlayStation 2 days when they could make the graphics look better than any other game on the system because they were just really good at it, Polyphony Digital. But now you've got Forza in the mix, man. And yeah. those guys over Microsoft, man, they make a pretty fucking good, like a beautiful car game too. So, uh, And then they have Forza Horizon, which is like the offshoot games, which are just more fun and arcadey. So you don't have to you know, play with the, the simulator. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, the KOTOR announcement was cool because I'd love to play that game all the way through again. But I'd love to play the original game without it being... With just upres graphics and, yeah, and texture, that's what I texture would Same, same acting, same, same story, yeah. same choices. Yeah. Yeah, Don't all change that. anything. Voice acting, everything's the same. Just give me yep. better graphics. Yep, yep, yep. Don't that's what I want. I worry that that's not what's going to happen. Oh, this is but, definitely it's a remake. It's going to be like, yeah, they they have you know new writers and and all sorts. Yeah, and, you know, I, this and is gonna it, be someone else's vision. I wonder and if they're going to go in there to take out problematic things that are are. Uh, not necessarily jiving with the woke culture that surrounds the world today. Like mind control? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. There, there might just be. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, spoiler. Um, uh, Revan, you're Revan the whole entire time, everybody. Spoiler. Boom. Ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little spoiler thing up on here. Uh, but then, yeah. And then uh, God of War. God of War looks great. Yeah. And that's how they wrapped it up. Oh, and Wolverine. Uh, if, if, if I trust anybody to make a decent Wolverine game, it's fucking insomniac games so i'm stoked that they are double dipping in the marvel universe and i am genuinely excited to see what they come up with i know it won't be like spider-man but i hope and pray that it's as open and as uh, explorer happy as spider-man but just with different mechanics and stuff like that like i'm i'm All stoked. You do to make it good would be it just make it like a rated r arkham night or arkham city <laughs> with wolverine right. just murdering people that would be fine yeah. that, would that, be would be, that would be cool <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the whole point of most of those games is just getting you to feel like the character. So Wolverine is, is I guess, easy, but easy to do if you just don't, like you said, make it PG. Like, if you can make it go yeah. all out and then actually, yeah. like, figure out a way to get his senses involved. Like, I know Spider's a spider sense, yes. but you know, Wolverine has enhanced smell and hearing. and Like, if you can figure those kind of mechanics out, too, a bit, we'll probably make it dope, so... Well, yeah. Uh, well, if you say that, they should absolutely go back to the. Well, I mean, they didn't do the Arkham games, but um, that that detector detective sense or whatever that detective, Batman detective had, vision that he yeah had, the, uh, would be would be way more way better. I think implemented as uh, an extension of Wolverine's. It would make sense more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, for sure, sense. Oh, <laughs> okay. Are we? Are we? We got all of our PS5 and PlayStation, and I'm done. Talk out. <laughs> Uh, yeah all right good good work guys good work guys all right let's go ahead and jump on into our next one we're going to talk what if zombies marvel's latest episode of what if uh had um a different type of bite to it go ahead jason <laughs> Duke of all nerds what are your thoughts on what if zombies this was a fun one uh i think the last couple were kind of been like you know so ho-hum i really kind of had a little bit more fun because this was just like you know what happens if they were zombies? And like, I just like, enjoyed like you know, uh, Peter Parker sort of like trying to be like the, the heart of the team as he normally is. Uh, I enjoyed like Scott Lang as a head. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, it was it was it was it was cool. And it, I mean, like for me, like this one didn't feel so overly rushed. 
as as other ones did for for me anyway. I felt like it was like, oh, this is like an hour long story, and this is all we needed, and you didn't need to like recap anything other like so it wasn't like, oh, this is like what happened before. No, you didn't need to recap anything. It's just like this is what it is. So I thought it was a pretty cool little run. Um, you know what a what if story should be. It's just like have fun with the with the, the material. And uh, also, though, uh, they're kind of going with a theme that, spoiler one more time, uh, that Ant-Man's always the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what he really, yeah, it wasn't him per se, but it was him. But I also feel like of all the people who should not have been zombies is Iron Man. (laughs) Like, you're in a fucking metal-ass suit. Like, you shouldn't, like... Yeah, who's biting you? You should be like the the least likely to become a zombie, all right? Yeah. But other yeah, than that, yeah. I thought it was fun. I liked how like the superhero zombies can still use their superhero powers, even though they're still like just regular zombies. Uh, yeah, and poor uh, Hope. Um, I would have probably just been like, let's kill her first before she dies, or just take her a... button away on her suit. Yeah, and it becomes a giant. As zombie, <laughs> like she it's sacrifices her, herself herself for us. Uh, but this is going to be a problem soon, right, guys? <laughs> like, right, 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 like... right, right. Uh, and I also liked how uh, Vision was kind of the bad guy. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, the choices we make, though, though, uh, you know, in my zombie plan is like, oh, if you know someone I love goes down, I'm like. I'll carry on for you, but <laughs> you're getting your head taken off. I love you to the grave. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good good little episode this week. All right. Jaron, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, this is probably one of my favorites of the series so far. I did have a couple issues, and I think it's because I'm a huge zombie fan. Um I see zombie movies all the time and there are sometimes there are soldiers and there are police officers and they have guns and holsters on their hip, but they're not fucking using their guns because they're brain dead automatons. They're zombies. And, yeah, they're <laughs> fucking zombies. And the fact that they were still able to be very decent okay. at using their abilities really kind of it hit me wrong. I was like, I was not expecting them to be opening portals <laughs> and shit. Or hot like, guy really. being able to fucking oh. <laughs> shoot so well. Yeah, yeah, like, like uh, th- that, that once I kind of got over the shock of that, I was like, oh, this is the direction they're going. I mean, once you kind of chew that pill and swallow it, then it's like, all right, well, let's have fun with it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, I think that the, and I know that Jason will probably talk about this a little more, so I won't really delve into it, but I, oh, the voice acting is, is kind of a problem with this because the either either the models don't have enough geo, uh, geometry to account for a rig that can make the faces move enough, uh, or they're lazy animators or something, or they're animating oh, out of order. <laughs> yeah, but they could be they could be animating out of order where they're animating first and then having the voice actors match That's their nice. dead faces. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, they're Which just is they're, probably they're, what they're doing. Right, right. Which again is 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 wrong. You don't do that. You always do voice first. You lay your voice tracks down first, and then you. It depends and, on how much time you got. <laughs> exactly. Right. And if you're dealing with you know uh, international movie stars, you yeah. might only have a very small window to get them into a recording booth. So I mean, I, I get that it's, it may be out of necessity, but it's it's still 
you usually do storyboards, get your voice acting down based on storyboards, the voice. and then animate to the voice. Yes, mm. uh, but there's there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of things that happen in something like this, especially a high stress uh, episode like this because zombies, uh, <laughs> where it doesn't really translate to the face, and it's the same issue I have with Bad Batch and shit like that, where it's just there's it can be done better. It has been done better. And I just I, I have a higher expectation for something that comes from Marvel at this point. So, yeah. Though I would have to say the guy they got to be, play as Peter Parker would probably have done is has had did a really really good job. I that wasn't did. Tom Holland. That was nope. not Tom Holland. Oh, nope. I didn't realize that. No, he they did actually got a legit there. voice actor to do his yeah. part, which is great. Okay, yeah, yeah, I felt it. And yeah, that's why you, it's a, such a better performance than any of the other ones because it's a legit voice actor. Well, Paul Rudd. Paul oh Rudd was having fun. Look, I don't know about that's Paul, the only right? that's the only thing about Batman cleanup is that you guys took all, all my juice and squeezed it. Um, yes, because that was going to be my argument when I was like last week. I made that generic comment about the voice acting, and so oh, yeah. it was being funny and facetious. But a big part of it was that's what bothers me about all the what ifs is the voice acting is bad. And my exact thing was going to be this wasn't Tom Holland and Peter Parker was the best thing of this whole series <laughs> by far because they got a real voice actor who can do actor. the work and it felt right. It felt natural. It felt good. And like I said, the fact that you didn't even know it was Tom Holland means he did his job perfectly. Yeah. And I, I just, and I think Jared hit it because we talked about it. And I, when I wanted to say, usually when I give critiques of things, I like to say like why I feel the way I feel about it. And I was telling Jerry, and was like, until he kind of schooled me, but I was like, it feels like the facials of the people don't match the enthusiasm or the somber of the voices being used. Like, well, even he was talking about Paul Rudd as the, the head, like Paul Rudd making those dad jokes. I can imagine him in real life with the facials that he probably would make to yeah. do what they would make those dad jokes or whatever. That... The, the animation gave you none of that. It was just blah, 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 smile, and blah, 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 blah. And it just, it wow. didn't feel like it was connected. And so Jaren kind of summed it up best. And Jaren told me, like, yeah, usually people lay down the vocals and then people animate X, Y, and Z. And like, even like you just said, Jason, well, that depends on time. And that's what Jaren was like. He's like, I wonder if, like, that's the disconnect. It's like they're putting down these animations. Here, guy, here's the script. Let's read it, and maybe they get to see their character's animation, not fully completed, but enough that they know what's kind of... It just still feels a disconnect. Like I said, again, today, when... when when Because even I remember going, like, damn, I'm about to go on a show and apologize, because Tom Holland knocked it out of the park. And then I looked nice. it up, and it wasn't fucking Tom Holland. Holland and I was <laughs> going, yes, so I'm not crazy. Because yeah, and that's why the, the guy is so good, because even if he's, you know, recording lines after the animation's been completed, and he's trying to do it to the to the animation. He's a voice actor. He can do it. Right. You know, like right. that's a part of the job. He's like, oh, this is no no big deal. Whereas, you know, other people who don't do that on the reg would be like kind of lost. And, you know, that their performance suffers because of it. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Show. There's a lot of questions that people that 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 oversee the voice acting process. There's a lot of things that they ask of their actors that maybe a normal actor can't quite translate into what they're supposed to do. He's like, can you give me that bit but like, like three extra points of emotional detachment or something like that. And I mean, I know that actors get that, but if they're just in their vocals, sometimes they either overcorrect or undercorrect. And, and it's a voice actor. That's part of their talent is the fact that they can spike up like or wind down their voice at a very metered metric and give them exactly what they need for the it's scene. Like being in a, 
a, a opera singer versus just being like a rock singer. You know, right. like yeah. you have so much more control over your voice than you know. Yeah, a rock singer could probably go in there and you know do some of the stuff an opera singer can do, but like they just have yeah. so much more control that you know when they go and sing opera, you know. And then I guess, but as, as a episode as a whole, I did enjoy it. It did fit in that same barrel with me, like the Doctor Strange and all that. Like, I like the what ifs where it isn't contingent on any history or knowledge of what's going on previously and other stuff to be able to work. Now, we all know that, oh, that was, oh, it's Avengers, Infinity Wars, cool, cool. But, like, if you didn't watch that movie, it didn't matter to the, this episode at all. Just the open was there, and you were like, "Well, why did he fall to this?" But it doesn't matter. It does right. like it does not that big of a plot point that we care. The only negative, well, you know how I feel about the facial, the voice acting. But the only real negative I have about the story, I wish we would have never known how the zombie apocalypse came. Mm-hmm. I wish that just would have been left as a mystery and just saw these travels to try to get light. But that's neither here nor there. I get it. You gotta have that. And once again, we gotta make Ant Man more worth it. And Show how overpowered he really is by having him so be the OB. Yeah, having <laughs> be the causation of all this. So, um, and then yes, Hope did get to explode Sharon Carter by getting small and getting big, which I thought Ooh. was pretty dope because Ant Man literally can do that to everybody. But yeah. <laughs> that's, really there. that's how uh, he was gonna get Thanos, right? Yeah, just right, right. Go, go into his nose, Ant Man, explode him. I don't want to yeah, kill him. No, go and kill him. Go. We're going. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So again, I thought it was cool. No, no, no qualms there, man. I think there's only two more episodes left, I believe. Mm. I'm thinking. So, do you think? Do you think that the, they're going to connect all of the universes in any of these episodes, or do you think it's just going to stay one offish? Everybody shaking their head. No, 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 no. I think one it should off-ish. be one offish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think you need okay. To connect. Yeah. And at this point, I feel like if they do, it's going to be kind of forcing it. Forced. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, yeah. Think yeah, unless there's just every a, single episode didn't even make sense, but right, every single yeah. episode hasn't been connected. So, yeah. Okay. Do you think the watcher's going to eventually step in on one of these episodes? It seems like he's getting he inches closer and closer. Mm. He left fucking uh, what's his face sit in a fucking universe Dr. by James. himself. I don't think yeah. he's stepping in. No. <laughs> well, maybe he's he, his comment was, "Yeah, I can't help you, but even if I could, like yeah, you I'm weren't right. be the one." So. <laughs> But people say not that like, even dude. if I could, that kind has of he means ever, maybe has he ever could. has he ever stepped in in the history of uh, the steps in all the fucking time. Watcher, yeah. okay, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I never read. I don't read the like cosmic Marvel stuff much. So the watcher really stepping in pops in. <laughs> might as well call him yeah. a fucking tamp dancer. Fucking stepping. You <laughs> <laughs> might as well join a black fraternity. All the stepping he's doing. <laughs> all right. On that note, we will go right into our movie reviews. Movie. All right, we reviewed a movie <laughs> off of HBO Max. The name of it was Malignant. So to give you the spoiler-free synopsis, it's a movie about a young lady who is beginning terrorized by an entity that also is allowing her to see the kills of other victims. How is this woman attached to this entity? And how is these other people's deaths attached to this woman? We find out in this movie called Malignant. Okay, because I feel like the most heat is going to come off of Jason. So, Jason, let's go ahead and let you jump right into this. Malignant, what you got? I want to. I want to try to come up with one of your 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 puns. Like this movie is what it is. Like the name of the movie is what it is to the world. It is malignant. <laughs> this movie is so fucking dumb. Like <laughs> it's just like from one instance to the ne- ne- next. It's just so. It's just dumb. It's just like. Oh God! I was I really like wanted to stop watching this movie, and 
I will say there was one part where I was like, oh, that's exciting. It's when the uh, spoiler alert, the creature, well, just, it's not really a spoiler. The creature is in jail and starts killing the women in the jail. And then the whole uh, cop scene after that. I thought that was you pretty cool. The, you mean the 70s prison that she was in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like, all right, if any person who is inside the movies, I, which I don't think is listening to this, but if they are, Y'all go to y'all look at a jail cell that's been made in the last 20 years. Like there are no more bars in jails anymore. You don't have a one cop just running there like, oh my god, something's happening, and start firing wildly into a cell. And also, not everybody who's in jail is a bad person. In fact, if you're in lockup, they're mostly really nice to you. They like talk to you and try to steer you on the right path. They're not just gonna right, start right. open your ass because they're all in fucking jail. <laughs> like stop doing that shit okay <laughs> they won't, this movie they won't. is like and this most of this movie is like I'm sorry Jaren that you are of the Caucasian variety but it's like in this movie is like when white folk hear something let's investigate even though it's like no reason for it like if I saw that my TV just suddenly turned on and my blender started fucking and the fucking door just opens and my, I'm fucking getting the fuck out of there I'm not going to go huh that's odd. <laughs> if the fucking lights in my fucking haunted tour start fucking going out and I start hearing sounds, I don't go, huh, that's odd. I should investigate. If I run the it, fuck away. If that right? blender turns on, though, and it's loud as fuck, I'm at least going to go try to turn it off. I mean, I'm not going nowhere near that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is also very overly dramatic. Like, I texted you guys and I'm like, is this like a, it felt like a parody of a fucking uh, <laughs> scary movie to me. Like if someone was trying to like, you know, lampoon how people act in, in scary movies, that's how this acting in this dialogue was. Like, I thought they were fucking with us. I'm like, this, this can't be what they're really trying to give us. Right. <laughs> this can't be like the acting. That, it is just so God awful over the top and melodramatic. I legitimately thought like, Five minutes in or 20 minutes in, they're going to pull the rug and then be like, oh, I'm just watching a movie inside a movie and then the real movie's going to start. But no. It, <laughs> Interesting. It, it, it's... it's uh, this movie is, is shit. So the dialogue got you, huh? The dialogue got me, even though I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> but it's not just dialogue. It's bad fucking acting. with And the fucking cops. <laughs> God damn, y'all need to stop doing this for fucking cops, guys. Like... <laughs> I'm a fucking a cab motherfucker. I think all motherfucking cops are bad, but at least they're not fucking stupid in real life, right? <laughs> These fucking cops are fucking dumb. Like, rocks dumb. Like, you're getting your fucking precinct slaughtered, and not one of you fucking calls back up. You're like, oh, and we're just gonna go chase after it by myself. Like, you're fucking dumb. Like, like it's not how it works in the real life, man. Like, I get pulled over, and I got six cops show up. I don't go. They're not gonna fucking go off by themselves without calling nobody. Like, she did. She did call for the national guard. I think. Yeah, after yeah. she got fucked up. <laughs> also, like that dude wasn't black, so <laughs> yeah, they yeah. saw the hanger yeah. was like, we it's can not an afro. It's not yeah. an afro, so we can take this ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and he, he had a white woman mannequin head on the back of him. So, uh, oh, and that don't get me started on that fucking monster. <laughs> Like once they started showing it for real, I'm like, this thing looks fucking stupid. It looks like, like the whole fucking concept of it is fucking dumb. Like her head splits open and there's a fucking face, and then it goes. Um, 
Why don't y'all make me watch it? <laughs> <laughs> it's and the worst thing about this movie, the very worst thing about this fucking movie. Tell us the worst thing now. Yeah, so what's the worst thing? It's not even fucking scary. (laughs) It's not even fucking, not one second of it is it scary. Not one second of it am I like, oh, that's a legit terrifying thing. Nothing about this movie is scary. I'll let my fucking four-year-old kids watch this fucking movie because nothing is scary. It's just mildly tense. Not even that! (laughs) Like mild tops from Taco Bell, mildly. Yeah. (laughs) Tense. I'm sorry. I'm done. Oh man, y'all, y'all do wow. something else. Mm. We, are, mm-hmm. we are fun. This first one, like me and Jason, are really like a part of something. I'm I'm excited. Usually it's always me and Jaren. Me and Jaren are <laughs> polar opposites and everything. Uh, and I guess I we're polar opposites. I would jump into. I'll let Jaren do uh, hit clean up on this one. Sure. So I do feel differently about this movie. Um, the pun that I was going to use is that. Um, <laughs> Because wearing your clothes right side up is wiggity 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 whack. Because that whole backwards <laughs> thing was hilarious to me. Was uh, hilarious to me. <laughs> especially when again, like especially when they got the reveal. Because when they she, when the thing was moving, it was like moving funky, but you couldn't get a good vision on it. But finally, yeah. when you realize, like, oh, this motherfucker's moving backwards, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I could not. I had to pause the movie. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Because I'd be damned if somebody work walking backwards is gonna whoop my ass. I'm sorry. Fuck out of here. Like I'd be flipping all over the shit. Oh my god. Oh man. So the problem with this movie is that this was a passion project for James Wan. Because like you said, how you said it felt like uh, well he's gotta get new passion. Because I'm gonna get to it why you can tell that in this movie. I'm gonna get to it. So if you look at this movie. And I was telling Jaren, I'm like, yeah, he said it was like one of the passion projects. This is what he really wanted to do, but he said he made way better films. And I thought to myself, and I was like, I lower his number. I lowered my, my rating because I'm like, well, he made way better films, and this is his passion project. Why does this suck? And I thought to myself, if you really break down this movie, this movie encompasses all the fun shit that just James Wan wanted to do. It starts off as a creature feature. That opening scene is ripped straight out of a creature feature. Like, the whole, what's in there? Oh, my God. Put this thing down. We got to stop it from getting loose. It could have been the opening for Jurassic Park. I mean, let's be completely honest. Yeah. It, it's a creature feature. And then it switches over to a psychological, sla- like a, a slasher movie, a supernatural slasher movie. But the opening scene where her and her husband and all that, which when you said there was no scary parts, I thought that part was probably the scariest part that could have been because we didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. But it then gets undercut by, like, homies, way he's killed with his head being around like yeah okay anyway we don't go into that so then you you go into this movie turns into like a psychological thriller and then it ends up spinning around to an actioneer into an action movie <laughs> and then yeah. It, yeah and then it finishes off with a sentiment of family and love so literally this is james Wan was like all the shit i enjoy in making movies i'm going to put it all in one movie but that does not make a good movie james Wan. it just makes a movie <laughs> That maybe I don't you even think care it's a movie. That that everybody else. Well, I mean, it's a movie. It's made. It's a movie, and that's just not a good one. But it makes it that. Ever, so once I digested all of that information, I started looking at the movie and goes, well, "The elements of the parts that he did do are executed very well." It's the creature feature part is a great creature feature scene. The slasher part is a good, really good slasher scene. Like, if you break down the elements of this movie, it's all good scenes. And I said, so then why is it not an enjoyable movie? 
And I realize it's because this movie is made, and it's just my head cannon. <laughs> it is made for just horror geeks. It's made for horror geeks that can recognize all the tropes and enjoy and laugh. Like the fact that we get the Wanda Styles look alike, angry black oh woman. God. She felt like she was the only person yeah. in the movie taking it serious. Serious. Like <laughs> she was like the only one. I'm like, hold on. She not know this movie's a joke because everybody else does. Because <laughs> her partner's so, name's like Coco Chanel or something like that. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. get over here. But anyway, um, but yeah, it, it it's all just silliness. And once I got that, it was silliness. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, even down to the reveal and homeboy is just like, ah! and I'm like, this is fucking silly as hell, and it's great. And once I got to that point of it, I'm like, this will be one of those movies that will be cultish amongst horror fans that everybody who's not really genre happy will gonna be like, why do you like this stupid shit? And we're gonna be like, because it's just silly and it's fun. It's just what like us horror fans think about a movie, and they're like, oh, this is great. So with all that being said, I don't disagree with anything you said, Jason. I just think all that shit was intentional, and it was supposed to be stupid. It was supposed to be silly. It was supposed to be kind of fiendishly goofy. I think that's what it was. And what I can say, when I found out it was a James Bond passion project, I'm like, oh, just like you guys, you guys probably have projects you guys want to make that are going to be instrumental to you guys that the masses of everybody aren't going to get or give a shit about. But the people that feel the way you feel about the genre you're making will see that passion project and go, oh, I feel that. I see what they were trying to do here. This is what I felt this was. And again, and I know it's outside information that in, in broke my review, because if I didn't know that about passion project, I'd have been right there with you, Jason, and been like, <laughs> why the hell did they give me this? Because this is trash. But knowing that it's a passion project from a guy who we know can make good movies of horror and et cetera, okay. it made it raise my number a bit because I was like, this movie, this movie will age better than what we feel like it was right now. So, I Jaren, guess. I now hand it all over to you. Ooh, I guess we'll see about that last statement. Um, oh, last thing, too. Last thing, I hated the end. The switcheroo at the end did bother me. The she whole... just suddenly be able to fucking do that shit, and it's like, this doesn't work. Well, I didn't even mind that. I hated the fact that after the movies, I was really excited when the, the movie killed the sister and killed the mom. I was like, yeah. oh, now she's going to get her powers after they die? That's going to be great. That's a really good ending. And then they redid it, and I was like, fuck this movie. And then you put them behind Trump's wall. I was like, really double fuck this movie at that point. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Jay. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I want to watch the project that uh, comes from this the film student that's inspired by this movie. But um, <laughs> uh, a couple things that I did like about it. Um, there was, in the beginning, uh, there was a very, very cool shot, and I think Jason agrees with me, where it was shot from the ceiling, essentially, the perspective oh, yeah. of the ceiling, looking down as she moved through the house. And I thought that that's something that I so have cool. never seen. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And that's, I think... You know, that may have been one of those things where he was like, uh, I've always wanted to do something, shoot something like this. And then he insisted on it. And if that was part of where that passion came from or or as a result of his passion, then I'm all for it. He should he should have had more passion in it. Um, this movie kind of made me want to check out the Seattle Underground. That shit's cool as fuck. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, that basically Futurama was just talking about. Seattle when they're like, yeah, they just built new New York over the top of old New York. Old New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's still um, there. It's all still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This ghost, or at the time when I wrote this note, it was early on, not a ghost, but this ghost is hella dusty. 
uh, whenever he shows up, there is so much particulate in the air. And I know it's a style choice so that you can see like the God rays coming through windows and shit. But every time he's around, there's just dust around the, all the lights that just kind of like clouds up. And it's, it's, it's an interesting visual thing, but it, it doesn't really mean anything once you realize what the fuck's going on. Cause there's nothing supernatural. It's just creepy as fuck. Um, also questionable choice on those questionable doctors, just pushing his head into her skull and, <laughs> Closing like, no, it up. This will be fine. We'll, this yeah, will yeah, never I mean, come back and bite us on the ass. Again, these <laughs> and this guys. This is how surgery works. You just push your. <laughs> these guys absolutely shouldn't have a medical license just from what they were up to. But that's also, that's like, that's an extra questionable choice on that aspect. So, um, uh, the thirsty crime scene chick is a whole fucking mood, and I was there for it. I absolutely loved I loved that. Just, it was a. Thematically, she just did not fit into the movie. But every time she showed up and made like a play for the attractive detective, I fucking I was there for it. I loved it. Also, the fact that he ignored her left, right, and center, and then tried to get with the sister was great. Um, adopted or not, like when they start going into her past, they're like, "Yeah, you begged us for a nine your nine year old birthday party." Adopted or not, why is a kid having to beg for a fucking birthday party? It's like what kind, like what kind of horrible what a shitty parents are you? No wonder she has an imaginary friend that's murdering motherfucking kids. It's like god damn. Um, it's, uh, a it's a Bastille twin. That's what yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I did enjoy the chase uh, with the cop. Um, I thought it was well shot, well paced. And uh, the cop had big ups and made some choices that get him through. And also, again, I was still trying to figure out what this thing was that was in the movie. But apparently it could take a bullet and it was supernatural enough to get Times. up yeah, up the wall and out through the top. So I was like, well, it can't just be a human because it moves way too like that. But I guess they explain that with strength. So um Sister goes into her background a little bit and she goes to this uh, institution that's been closed since the 90s. And holy shit, she was born in Hogwarts. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, damn, this motherfucker is a rundown ass Hogwarts. That it is a castle in the sky. This well, is it's the it's the American version, the lack of funding. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, which also knows like where she parked where she was going. That's like next to a cliff. There's no like front parking lot that's not like teetering on the edge of a cliff that you can park at <laughs> when they closed their doors in the 90s they also killed all they cut off all the road the <laughs> ground around it so that you have to park right next to it now like, so that you gotta put your drumstick into there that's why yeah. guys you got, it's yeah. hogwarts the american hogwarts come on yeah yeah Keep yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, once the reveal happened, I think my biggest issue with it was that it sounded like he was rearranging and breaking her bones every time he took over. And she seemed to recover from that shit exceptionally well. I talked to Jason about this. He was like, it may have just been more for the sound to make it an uneasy transformation, but I'm still trying to like, I was fucking around, moving my arms around and shit. And I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it, I, if it's not supposed to be supernatural, don't fucking normalize some supernatural shit in it and just be like, yeah, just don't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, make it make it adhere to the rules of the world if you're going to be like, oh, it's just all, gross. All the supernatural <laughs> stuff we didn't we don't like discuss on it because like only they really explain supernaturally is just the strength because yeah. how is he like status oh, and talking through radios? How can he yeah, talk to the radio? Radios. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't explain any of the supernatural stuff. They're just like he can turn on and off lights can. and shit. 
Yeah. 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 He can. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I just, wow. And, uh, <laughs> And his little his little flipper strong arms were pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. I'll fight you at that sturdy's mashed potatoes. <laughs> Use a strong hand. Yeah, still bigger than Liu Kang's dragon arms, but uh, you know. Facts. Facts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, overall, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen. It wasn't as bad as Signs. Um, but it, oh, but it open doors. He can open yeah. the door backwards. Yep, yep, yep. Can, yeah, when he goes, it he goes on that rampage. <laughs> yeah, killing, killing, killing motherfuckers. That 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 uh, the jail scene. That was a lot of fun. Our girl Wanda Sykes, Diet Wanda Sykes, though she got off like three shots with that shotgun. That absolutely would have fucking wrecked that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that again, you know, movies, but um. Yeah, I got a yeah, couple yeah. more things I want to say. Uh, there was <laughs> okay. an interesting idea in here that I thought oh, yeah. kind of didn't really. If if they had played this like just completely straight, that she was just a crazy person and she was suffering from like something like sleep paralysis, this mm-hmm. probably would have scared me a lot more because I used to suffer from sleep paralysis when I was a kid. And there was like a there was like a point where I was like, if they went in that direction, this would be really good. But they didn't. And number two, when the her husband dies. And he gets his head like torn off, and the lady Wanda Sykes cop is like, "Well, there's no force entry, and she's a bad woman." Motive? And I'm like, "Are you a cop or are you just an idiot?" Like, <laughs> that's not how <laughs> detective work works, all right? Just because yeah. there's no force entry doesn't mean there wasn't anybody in the house, right? Yeah. Like, bad guys can get into your house without breaking in. They can just walk in by saying, "Hey, I'm your plumber," or whatever or the fuck ever. Either way, you're gonna believe this, you know, 90 pound pregnant woman ripped her husband's head off. <laughs> Come on. What she did. What she did, but still. Yeah. Especially like I, that's the thing I told Jared on especially when they were like, oh, the 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 hot obsessed with balance chick was like, Oh, I've only seen these things like in really bad car wrecks. So yeah. I mean she admits the force to be able to do this is is, is above human. Actually, like, it human. can't be done by a human. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's like up. Huh, I think it's that bitch over there. Or 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 diet lights like, yeah, you expect me to believe that your imaginary friend is doing all this? Bitch, your team, your partner saw him. He chased yeah. him. Like, like, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> that is God. what is needed to believe here. Yeah. Just the she's worse of a cop than in uh jolt. Than then then those cops in jolt. <laughs> She is way worse than those motherfuckers. And those guys are bad. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Um, rating? Jason, what is your rating? <laughs> you know what? Let's give it a nine. Let's give it a five. Because, you know, this is just, you should just go and watch this just for, for fun. This is so, this is wow. so, so dumb. <laughs> no, my right. real score is like a two. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Um, yeah, my, my, my real score is a a two and a half. If you're not into the genre, it's a skip. If you are in the genre, I would probably say it's a three. So that's I'm gonna spit it and say a two and a half, man. I, I enjoyed it, but I had to like do a lot of stretches to get to the point where I was like, Oh, this is what is it supposed to be. Okay. Jason can so, do some yeah. mental gymnastics <laughs> to like a movie. <laughs> Okay, yeah, if it's in my uh, yeah. genre and the things I like, like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like, 
I'm also going to give this a 2.5. The um, uh, it it is it is a fun and interesting ride all the way up until you are disappointed by the tragic end to it. So I mean, for that reason, and it's it don't do not go to the theater for this. No, 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 no. Uh, get it on that HBO Max, but don't buy HBO Max for it. You know, wait for it if you don't have it already. <laughs> buy it for See, Titans because the. Uh, because the ending is, is uh, I would have saw this in the theater because I think he does a great job with the the, the play of the colors in the movie. Like mm-hmm. the blacks are not as black, the sort of imprint. Like it's a lot of filmmaking good shit in here that I would yeah. love to see on the big screen. But I can't, I can't recommend, I can't recommend paying to go see that. Like no. that's a tough pull there. I'm gonna save you guys money. Yeah, but I think on the big screen it probably would have translated a lot better with booming sound and the the contrast being more in a bigger screen but yeah. nah, well, nah. well save, save save your money for the next time he does another annabelle movie or whatever it, go see that absolutely. in the theater because the writing will be better and the or directing will be as good yeah absolutely yeah. all right we're gonna move right on along to our next one we are reviewing kate to give a quick spoiler few spoiler free review of kate this is on netflix a hired hand has a hit she possibly accomplishes hit and then realizes that she's been poisoned. Now she's on a revenge tour to get the people who poisoned her and show them who's boss. And the twists and turns ensue from there. All right, Jaren, let's jump off. What are your thoughts about Kate on Netflix? I enjoyed this movie. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the setting. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, I thought there was a lot of heart, despite the fact that this was kind of a mindless action movie. Like, I like the idea. I like the relationship between Kate and her handler. I like the relationship between, uh, and her remorse that surrounded her relationship with the little girl who was, you know, kind of a bitch to her from most of it. Um, and I liked the, I mean, the classic idea of, you know, uh, the honor structure, you know, honor among thieves and all that with the organized crime syndicate. Um, some of the action uh, was not great. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it is, it is very interesting. I like, I think they, they did a great job with this uh, radiation poisoning that, that happened to her because she looks like shit through the, and it gets worse as the day goes on. To the point where it, it's they mentioned that she can't see out of one eye by the end of this. I mean, she's using a drug to keep her alert, and but she's lost sight in one eye. I mean, it's like this chick goes fucking through it and still manages to uh, kill uh, almost everybody in the world. So um, <laughs> every single person in jail. <laughs> person. Uh, I. Uh, Again, I think that uh, when you have a place like Tokyo and you're telling a story like this, if the if the city isn't utilized as almost like a background character, well, then you've done yourself a disservice. And I think that the, the locations they scouted and the things that they shot and the and locations they shot in were all very interesting. And I enjoyed I enjoyed the choices. Um, even up until the the classic old family house in the hills, uh, I thought that was great. Um, I just, yeah, this this was this was uh, after watching Shock or whatever that fire jolt. Uh, <laughs> this this was. I wish, I wish that 
this was like we could have swapped. Now I love uh, uh, what's her face. Uh, what is what is that? So? Mary yeah, Elizabeth Winstead, or I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, I think I mean I think Kate Beckinsale would have been fun in this as well, but because it was a much better story, and I think Kate looked rough through the whole thing, and I I I don't I don't know how to articulate that better because I can't really point to one thing. I just uh, when when the action was rough in uh, Jolt, uh, I I got to look at Kate Beckinsale's face and all was forgiven, and that didn't really happen in this one. So, uh, but there was more. She definitely has a better handle. Uh, Mary Kate or uh, Mary Winslet uh, has better handle on emotional. Uh, even though her character was kind of stonewally, uh, she, when she did show some emotional sides, I I was there for it and I appreciated it, and uh, I thought she delivered it well. So, I, I guess yeah. Uh, on that very not planned out and off the top of my brain and not well thought uh, thought out or uh, articulated statement, that uh, I enjoyed it overall, and that is my take. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, professional. Jason? <laughs> Jason, All right, so ahead. we watched a couple of uh, other action movies that are, have been led by uh, female or female actors. Yeah. Uh, Jolt being one of them and Gunpowder Milkshake being another one. Mm -hmm. I yes. think out of those three movies, this is the best one yes. of, the, of the three of them. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie too. Uh, I thought, I, I will disagree with you, Jaren. Uh, I think the fact that Kate Beckinsale is such an attractive woman would have definitely detracted from this movie because Dude. it, for me, like this is a really gritty, like she goes through it. Like, and her fight scenes are very, very like visceral. And like, you almost believe that she is going to lose in these fights because she's getting her ass handed to her a lot of the time. And it's like, kind of like for me, like in John wick where, you know, he's a super badass, but it's not like he's just taking care of everybody without trouble. Like mm -hmm. she kind of did in Joel. Right, like um, she kind hey, of just... I don't mean to cut in. It put me in mind when you say that. It put me in mind of uh, Bob Odenkirk and nobody. Yeah, like yeah, he was Bob Odenkirk killer. nobody is a train killer, but he gets his ass kicked a lot. But he yes. just keeps going. Yes, and that's did. what I liked about this movie. It's like the same thing. She get she's not always you know you know uh, fighting the best fight, but she is mm. she is uh, she just keeps going. And a lot of the stuff. In the in the fight scenes in the fight choreography is cool because she she does a lot of blitz attacks. There's a lot of gunplay. There's a lot of using the environment. So it's not like oh you know 125 pound woman beating up on you know 200 pound men. It's like it's believable in my mind that she's able to carry these things off. And she doesn't always like win. Like when she was fighting the dude's boyfriend, she lost that fucking fight. And if it wasn't yeah. for the little girl, she would have been dead. <laughs> you know. So it was. I like. I really like the fact that like they did this in a more believable way. So the most really anime live action character I think I've ever seen is that guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude is like a an anime villain out of yeah. come to life. Yeah. He was, and I was so sad he died because he's like you're only on here for like ten minutes and you yeah. and you're dead. And it's but yeah. he's so cool because he mm -hmm. was like, you think you're gonna kill me? <laughs> Whatever you're gonna yeah. do to me, I'm not gonna talk. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked um. I like in movies when the bad guys, even though in movies you should stop trying to hire, kill your hired assassins. I mean, that's always a bad idea for you. 
But I like kind of how the end where the bad guy's like, I didn't really want this to happen. <laughs> like, this is not the, 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 the plan. I really wanted us to live happily ever after and killing people. Uh, I really liked Woody Harrelson's uh, kind of sort of like, not really remorse, but just like, I this is the way it was going to go. I'm sorry. But I also like the uh, head Yakuza guy. It was like, hey, I wasn't even mad at you. This, you, this, I didn't do this. I was. You killed my brother, but you're just a tool. I wasn't mad at you at all. Like, <laughs> and was so willing was, to take his fate for his failure. Yeah, and it's like if you yeah. want to kill me, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, you know, you, yep. you have the right to go ahead and do and do what you got to do. So I like when you like there's an understanding between the antagonist and the protagonist. I think those are really cool and things that should be in more movies and stuff like that. But. Other than that, I thought this was a good movie. There was it was kind of slow when she was around the the, chick, the little kid. He was kind of not very likable, but still kind of fun. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Better than the lead it. Don't don't ever talk about malignant like that. Right. <laughs> that way um, better than malignant. Oh man, I'm good. I'm glad I'm on opposite sides of the fence this, to this show. Just shows that uh, maybe because I was working so much this week, maybe I've just been going through a lot. This gave me just more perspective of not wanting to like stuff because I was just tired and maybe grumpy. So, with that being said, welcome to this review of Kate. Yes, Kate literally <laughs> on the undercover tip is literally just like really bait for getting kid assassins. Because that was the, the wasn't that the premise of this whole movie? Like, yeah. hey, you're you're about to be out, so we need to make I sure you find a little girl, so we can get like another one. And now you've created the tragedy that's going to help us get the other kid to be the new you. Since you said you were okay, anyway, let's go on with this movie. Uh, yes, I love the fact that Tokyo Ghoul was playing on the skyscraper when she was making that other hit. I thought that was really dope and fun. So I kind of like was up with Giddy. I was loving this movie, and I was totally in. I'm like you. I love Mary Elizabeth Wanstead. The only movie from her that I just don't like is probably the Thing remake or reboot because it's just it's just bad. But she was good in it. It just was bad. Um, but everything else I'm usually always down for. And like Jason said on the thread, her I mean Ramona Flowers. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim for life. Yes, yes, yes. For Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Tim Cloverfield Lane, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it, got it. So we know she's great. So and her geek and her geek fantasy sci-fi cred is extremely high. So that's great. Um, with all that being said, I was I, I kind of almost wrestling tapped out once the once the, the girl got there. I was out, bro, because it got goofy. Like even the fight scene that was probably the best fight scene in the whole thing when she goes to homeboy's apartment. And homeboy is like, all right, if we're going to do this, let's do this. And they're going at it. And then she's like, trying to figure out how to play with this gun. Trying to figure out how to load this gun. Oh, do I cock this? And then I was like, why do I need to see this little girl? I don't give a shit about her. You got the bet, like this dope action scene going on. And like Jason said, like Jared said, she's using the environment to fight. And yeah, like you could tell she's hobbled. So she's using everything she can to make sure she can win these fights. And you keep giving me these cutscenes of this dumb broad over here trying to figure out how to work a gun. Like, fuck out. Like, and I felt like at that moment, the tone switched and it became that for the rest of the movie. And that's when I was like, eh, we all right. Like, we know what this is. Um, whenever you cast Woody Harrelson as a mentor, if he doesn't have a bad wig, he's probably the bad guy. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. If he's not Haymitch, 
He's probably the bad guy. I'm just gonna throw. He's that the one behind all this shit. Right, right, right. Zombie land, man. Zombie land. You don't cast Woody Harrelson. He wears a hat. You don't cast, yeah, Stanley Tucci, and let them be the mentors, and they don't end up being the bad guys. Because if you did that, you wasted your money. Because being a mentor is not a cool ass job in a cool movie. Just is what it is. So that, that I kind of saw that coming really early on. I'm like, oh, he's either going to betray her or he's the, the reason behind this. Because it was weird that she's like, hey, we don't do this with kids. And they like, keep doing it. Yeah, go ahead and take the hit. So the fact that that happened, I was like, oh, it must be something with the organization. They trying to push her out or whatever, yada, yada. Okay, cool, whatever. Again, I was with the movie and I felt the same way you guys felt about it until the girl came in. And I was just like, even apart with the truck, and she's like, Pointing at him, and she like that's supposed to be a cool moment. But when I wasn't cool, because that chick was such a dork, and I'm like, this isn't cool. <laughs> this kid sucks. I would have ran her over with my car. The first shot, and I would hit the driver. The first shot, I hit the driver. Yeah. I would have been allowed to push the gas on that joke and ran her ass over. Like, what are you doing? Like, it, it, I'm sorry. And I, and it, I know also, it was done. Man. It was done better like, in the league. Also, what a dork. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Like, that's great. That, <laughs> the girl, girl was a dork. She's. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get because I can go on a whole rant about how terrible she was. But I took the terrible character if you would have kept the other characters in the vibe of the movie in place. But no, the vibe switched because it got kind of goofy. Like this just dying from radiation, and we're getting goofy now after you played this so serious. No, no. What was this? Palladium Twenty Two. I don't know. They said it like ninety times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, like we were supposed to know. You could just say radiation, and we'd have been fine. Yeah. We didn't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. It's nice, probably somebody at home like, hold on, radiation wouldn't do this that quickly. It was one fuck that person. Yeah, nuclear physis, fission scientist that's like, oh, There's that's no a bad cure. one. We, can, we right. can't do anything right. for you. And so, and also, it, it, this this story had a lot of moments where it's like, and and I get it because I don't like to try to do the movies where I'm like, oh, this was dumb about it, and this was dumb about it. Again, I said I like to try to see what the story gives me and point out well, like if it stays with the logic or whatever. It was a lot of points in this movie where, like, you were like, hold on, why are they doing this? And then they would just say a line to cover that up. Like, all of a sudden, she's, like, upset that she, like, that she killed, like, this chick's father. And I'm like, bitch, she's probably killed many people's fathers. What are you talking <laughs> about? And then right after that, she goes, he, Woody Harrison goes, oh, now you've grown a conscious? Thank you, writing. All right, she's grown a conscious. Woe is me. I forgot that. That's what she's She was upset right she now. killed her father in front of him. <laughs> she wasn't upset she killed again. her father right. she accepts she killed her father in front of her that's the line <laughs> yes that's what should have been the line but it was like no oh you grew a conscious now okay all right, all right, all right. okay great 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 uh, everything else you guys agree with I agree with I thought the, the ability I mean at certain points at the end you could see the veins in her arms and neck from the poison and they were dark too so again it's a lot of great things about this movie guys I just thought the tone flipped once they got the girl, which it kind of has to, because unless you're going to go hit girl with this girl, you got to mm. flip the tone and make it very, like, almost kiddish because this chick is doesn't understand the violence that she's around or into. So, but I think that was a drawback for me, rather than you guys might have looked at it as, okay, it's a natural evolution of the movie. I felt like you gave me too much dope, serious stuff to all of a sudden now we be fiddling with guns and clips and I'm good, man. Come, I'm good. Uh, that one buddy cop movie with the with the cop and the little kid. Oh uh, yeah, like the joint with Dave Batista, like I spy or spy yeah. or oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That bullshit. Uh <laughs> um, 
uh, we're, we're going to ratings. Anybody got any final words? Oh, I, I also think it'd be cool just to be a kind of guy that can walk into a gunfight with a dude holding a sword, knowing I'm going to use the sword eventually. And he's the only thing that he's there for is to hold the sword. Carry the sword. I want to be that kind of boss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, it's funny. In my notes, I have as a pro, homeboy walked in a gunfight with a sword and was assured that he was going to use that bitch. Slowly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in my notes. Well, and that, that scene where he's like, you're not a fucking samurai. You can't. Yep. This is dumb. And then he still gets his head cut off. I was like, that shit. Was I was awesome. Gonna... <laughs> uh, to ratings. Right. Yep. Yes, Jason, what is your rating for Kate? Let's give it a four. Let's give it a four. A solid wow, okay. four. Yeah. It was fun. I thought, I thought it was fun. All right. Jaren, what is your rating for Kate? I'm going to give it a uh, 2.7. It could have been better. Okay. Uh, well, did I? It's better than both Jolt and I agree and and uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Let me go ahead and give it a three because I think I rated them less than that. So I want to be consistent in my ratings. Yeah, so yeah, I'll give it a three as well. I like it better than Jolt because I hated. I think I mean I think I almost barely gave Jolt of one, and I think I gave like a one point five, but. I didn't like it more than Gunpowder Milkshake. I think Gunpowder Milkshake was just fun. And action scenes, I know you guys shit on the, the, the bowling alley action scene, but the bowling alley actually was better than anything action scene in this movie, as in just pure being able to see what the fuck is going on. Um, not to mention the hallway scene when she's fucking numb. Way better shit going on in that movie than what was in this that movie. Good, and that, that movie was, was supposed to be goofy. This movie, yeah. Gunpowder, Gunpowder Milkshake was supposed to be goofy. This movie got goofy. So I'm going to go with two. And all of a sudden, I'm not going to give it a one because it is the first half of this movie is dope as hell. It's really, really good. And if that first half was as goofy as the rest of it, I probably would give it higher. Or if the uh, the rest of the movie was as serious as the first half, I probably would have gave it higher. But like, it jarred me with that Shane and playing with the gun and all this putting up my fingers, uh, whatever. And that, um, again, again that's from Japan, so she probably wouldn't know how to use a gun. Yeah, because we're in America. We know it's how true. To use a gun. Yeah, we're born with them here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a baby? Well, Here's that a free gun. <laughs> that doesn't negate, negate your, your opinion. I'm just saying, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, of course she doesn't know how to use a fucking gun. But she well, also I mean, was like, born in the fucking Yakuza, so she should know how to use a fucking gun. <laughs> well, not even that. Like it's it, We talk about this all the time. It's the way you show things to make sense of things. They showed it as almost a comedy reel with yeah. her. Maybe I was the only one that got. Maybe I was the only one that got that feel. It felt like they kept flashing to her like it was a comedy, more than her seriously not knowing how to work a gun. Because a lot of people who don't know how to work a gun would say, "Hey, what do I do?" or something like that. But she was like fumbling with I'll the figure it out, <laughs> dropping in and had it, and it slipped out of her like, hand. Like it was like, which way does it go? <laughs> right. If you put like a behind it, we'd all started laughing. Like. It just, <laughs> I don't know. That was probably living single. I don't Are think these the bullets? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like I thought it was. A, if it had been different, if she would have had the gun and was trying to figure out, like looking at it and like was clothing the like, because even if you don't know how to use a gun, she's probably seen enough movies in Japan or somewhere to know a general idea of how to load. Anyway, I, but yes, that that's my only beef with it. But I get it. I mean, we got to have different opinions. This is what the show is about. She can like oh, yeah. drop all the bullets and like slip them on them. <laughs> that was <laughs> like, fun. Yes. <laughs> I wish I had done that. Dude, that would be a very jarring but ex- 
acceptable tone change. If she's like, if it's completely slapstick over here while this girl is getting her ass kicked. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Rick and Morty. We had recently just the series finale, but uh, uh, sorry, series, excuse me, the season finale of season five just wrapped up. And I mean, I guess spoiler for you review it's Rick and Morty. You if you're watching it, you're not. <laughs> but I, I feel like this ending a lot a lot is uh a lot has changed. So I'll kind of jump right into it and I'll kind of dish it on out to you guys. Um yeah, like finally Dan Harmon changed the rules of the game finally. And I think I think maybe I, I think we had this conversation before when we were doing the check-ins that it was getting bothersome for me that he was leaving so many threads just dangling out there, nothing being completed, nothing being wrapped up. I was pleased to say that he finally like took some threads and tied a knot or connected and was like, hey, Jason, I saw your criticism. Shut the fuck up now. You're happy? He definitely watches the show. <laughs> yeah, yo, 100%. 100%. He was like, those motherfuckers don't understand art. Uh, so, <laughs> but he started clipping some stuff together, and I was like, finally, we're getting some answers. And some of the answers I didn't really want to care about. I didn't care about Rick's backstory. That wasn't one of the things I cared about. But we do get Evil Morty. I love that Evil Morty is pretending to be Evil Morty. And they had no apprehensions that he wasn't Evil Morty. I thought that was fun and very Rick and Morty-like. I think the whole concept of they basically, Rick, the Rick, the Council of Rick created a universe or multiverse that literally allowed them to always be the smartest man on the planet or on the, on the universe was a brilliant concept. Because it is always that question why we don't ever see like like stupid dumb Ricks. And every time we saw stupid dumb Rick, he was in a stupid dumb planet or universe that made up for it. That was a beautiful thing to realize like, oh, they made this council of Ricks to basically protect their intelligent hoods of the being the smartest Rick. guys on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's a lot about this that I was like, okay, I guess Dan Harmon kicked me in the nuts here and I got to stop complaining. He, he he knows what he's doing. He's not going to do it. He's not going to pull a lost on us and go, they were in purgatory the whole time. Like, he actually <laughs> probably has a vision that he's executing, and I just got to relax and enjoy that the fact that we have a show on TV that's heavy sci-fi, heavy into sar uh, satire and sarcasm, and very uh, intelligently written. I should be enjoying that more than worrying about the fact that do they have a plan. So now from this final, I'm like, okay, I'm going to back up and just start enjoying this and stop being like a hater because I feel like he's just dangling us along to be at the end to be like, nothing really matters. At all. Only like, five seasons like, the rest of it. <laughs> right. Oh, it probably will be. Now he's going to watch his review and go, I got him now. Nothing yep. matters. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Jason, what are your thoughts on Rick and Morty's season five? You know, like sometimes, you know, they really do some brilliant stuff with this show. <laughs> and I think the conversation or the like kind of the overall narrative of the show is a, uh, a critique on like episodic TV versus serialized TV. Mm-hmm. And the fact that sort of Rick kind of wants to be episodic and and he wants to be like, there's no rhyme or reason why I do this. I don't want to grow as a person. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to do, just have adventures and have fun. And mm-hmm. then for us as, you know, sophisticated TV media watchers, we want the, you know, serialization. We want the character growth and all the, the smart TV stuff. And this is kind of like a reason like to say, Hey, here's, here's a little bit of both. Here's, you know, episodes that just are one-offs for fun but here's like the reason behind it it's because rick is a 
broken human being who's lost pretty much everything he cared about. So he doesn't want to think about, you know, growing and changing and stuff like that because everything he has done has been so horrible that self-reflection is not on the books. So I, I enjoyed this uh, season finale. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes, where, where evil Morty goes. If they ever pick up evil Morty ever again, they, probably you know, <laughs> they're probably not. They're probably like, that was it. And back to wacky adventures of giant jizz balls and shit. so yeah i think it's i think it's really cool and also think it's um sort of kind of like uh uh anti the fan theorist sort of things people were thinking like oh this is like this reason this season was so awkward is because it's like the origin of evil morty or whatever but it's just like no this is awkward because the characters in it don't feel like changing they don't feel Mm -hmm. like doing things differently and i and you can say whatever you want about Dan Harmon as a person, <laughs> but love that guy. I, I, I mean, I like him because he's he's self-reflective and he can take you know criticism well, and he realizes when he does something wrong and tries to actually do better. But you know, also he can be a dick. <laughs> so <laughs> I love the show that he puts on at Nerd Melt every week or whatever. It's great. His podcast, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this, I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of like a big, like, commentary on the whole, you know, fandom on everything. Just like, sit down, relax, watch this show, think about it. But, you know, this is not someone you want to idolize. It's not someone you want to hero worship. This, the whole entire family are, are being used and manipulated by a narcissistic asshole. And that's not good. And Rick and Morty pretty much says it. This whole thing is fucked up because of him. And this is but not, not even that. He, he has, his ability to rub off on the people to make them bad or worse people yeah. is a thing that is acknowledged all the time, too. Morty wasn't this guy before yeah. Rick. Uh, Summer, especially. Summer has become Summer like, is getting way worse because of Rick. Because of yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rick's approval. So, yeah. yeah. Nothing is, it's, As Morty it's, becomes more and more disenfranchised with Rick, Summer has been taking up the mantle. Yeah. Of being more and more like Rick. And even like even Beth gets to be more and more like Rick just to, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I love this. Jerry's still this Jerry, show. though. Yeah, Jerry is always going to be Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going <laughs> to. He does the not have the capacity to change, right. which is the problem. Well, but even Jerry's changed a bit. But I think because Jerry's aloofness, he can never be a bad person. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Jerry wasn't with all this shit. Now he understands that when Rick says the rules of the game, kind of follow the rules of the game a bit, where in previous seasons he would push back against it and be like, no, I'm not yeah. doing that. And then now he's like, yeah, you didn't know he controls the police? Like, <laughs> he, he's kind of figured it out now. He pushes back and then he's like, oh, they told me. Now I can, I'm a part of the joke too. <laughs> right. He controls the police. That was a great line when he called the police too, where he's like, uh, I'm white. What is it? I don't What's really, that? I don't know what that matters. <laughs> right. Police all show up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jerry, your thoughts on Rick and Morty season five? Uh, this season has been a lot of fun so far. I have not watched the finale yet, so I uh, we just ruined it for you. That's fine. I, I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Uh, you guys spoke in broad generalities a lot of the ways, uh, more about the emotion behind stuff. So I don't know. I, I'm sure I'm still going to enjoy it regardless. But um, uh, the uh, the episode with the turkeys was fantastic. 
uh, looking back at it, um, the, the the ball sack one was less less awesome, uh, and 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 I don't know. Yeah, this season it, it has been. There is there has been a, a, an energy or a tonal shift a little bit, but uh, I think that uh, that this is kind of the direction that it's always been going. Like from the, in the very first uh, se- season when he tries to kill himself in the garage after the planet that he mm-hmm. used to fuck left left him. Like you got that really sad song that I immediately downloaded on iTunes and is in my playlist. Um, uh, it's a phenomenal song and it was just it was a really but it was a really in an otherwise kind of at that point up until that point have been kind of like uh, purely fun and jokey and then you get to that point and you see like this this underlying darkness just a peak but just enough and you're like okay I mean you've there's a direction that is being traveled here and it's honestly knowing Dan Harmon and knowing his history with alcohol abuse and everything like that like it might be him almost in a way kind of telling his own story not not to get super meta about it but uh i think he i think maybe somewhere he might and and i could be completely off base with this he might be exercising some of his demons you're talking about always super meta being super meta come on yeah it's definitely (laughs) it's definitely a autobiographical i don't even know how to say that word kind of story (laughs) yeah he might he might and it might be a thing where he didn't engineer himself to be the smartest person in the room, but he always perceived himself as the smartest person in the room and was an asshole as a result. So, you know, it might, there might be things that, that yeah, you're right. He is, he is incredibly meta. One of the greatest things he ever did was in community. They, uh, throughout the first, third season, it was first or th- second or third season. Uh, oh no, it was in the third season. One of the seasons. Yeah. They had said <laughs> up when the show started up until that point, they had said the word Beetlejuice three times and it happened to be on a Halloween episode when they said it the third time in the series. And then at that point, somebody wearing a Beetlejuice costume walked through the background. Fucking amazing. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I look forward to finishing up this season and I look forward to like how much they sign him for like, uh, three more seasons or something like that. No, for like like 10. It's something. Yeah. It was like, Like, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's, it's too much, honestly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like it's 70 the kind of episodes. Thing, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's the kind of thing that's going to take his his kind of creative energy and might possibly cause him to self destruct or implode on yeah. himself. Yep, 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 yep. So, yep. Um, I think I'll he thrives in adverse conditions. So also, I'd be surprised uh, I mean, if he doesn't die in the next hmm. five years. Yes, yeah. I know Jaren hasn't watched it, but um, man, shout out to the anime. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Oh, the fucking raven <laughs> shit. <laughs> anime. <laughs> yes. He's like, you turn into an anime. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, but it's nothing like about the finale. But even going to the season as a whole, like I the season wasn't as uneven as season four. I thought it was a lot better. I thought like I think we mentioned it was I felt like it was a return to form for it. I think some of the issues, I think with you, JC, you kind of didn't fail. Like you said, I think one of the episodes might need the sperm episode, Jump the Shark for you, where I think that was if gross. they're willing to push it this far with an incest baby, no telling how far he'll go. Like, there's no telling at this point how far he go. And I love that the incest baby's name was Naruto. Shout <laughs> right. out to that. Uh, <laughs> I love baby Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> I've been secretly so, going no, to it, Mars to raise my baby. 
my incest. Right, baby. right. <laughs> so Giant no, it is incest, baby. It is something to be said about his work. With, we talked about Rick and the complexities of Rick. Uh, I think one of the bigger complexities of Rick as well is like, like Jason said, he's a bad guy, but he's also just a tragic character. Yeah. And his only real big outlet or what I've been talking about is him being the smartest man. If he loses his ability to be the smartest man, he has nothing left. So it's almost a situation where his narcissism needs to exist for him to be able to exist because if he stops being a narcissist, he literally has lost everything and has no meaning. But what he tries to tell everybody who has meaning that life has any meaning so that he can follow him because in that case, if life has no meaning, he's basically a god in that point. And this family, like you said about all the corruption and all that, it literally is his way of almost playing God because, yeah, like you said, I just want to go around and have adventures because nothing really matters. And the only way you guys could do this and really live is if you go, if you roll with me and you kick it with me. And if you don't do that, your life has no meaning because life has no meaning. Like it's almost like a cycle of like, I guess I can't what it's called, where the snake bites his tail. It's a cycle of like, he needs this. Yes, he needs this to be able to survive. But what's keeping him alive is basically killing him at the same time. Right. So it's always a fascinating look at the character and then going with the whole thing of how Ricks have treated Mortys to kind of protect themselves and all that goes to another further thing that of like he needs some kind of worship. And the Mortys are the worship, even though they try to code it as, oh, their intelligence hides his mass intelligence. No, it's because he needs a worship. He needs something to worship. And the most threatening thing always to all the Ricks were fucking a Morty with a brain. And we a saw what happened when the Morty got a brain. He fucking destroyed a bunch of shit. So, yeah, destroys everything. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and how, and how quickly he's he's able to call up Summer to the majors when he sees his Morty slipping a bit. Like yeah. he 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 replaced that worship the, that that position is while the position itself is important, the person occupying it is not as far as he's concerned because again he's a broken person. So right. yeah, and they definitely. Well, hammer into that in this last episode with this reel of I don't who I can replace Morty with and mm. then the point right. where he actually does learn empathy mm. <laughs> right, right. sidekicks but it's still all about worshipping of himself so it's it's good stuff, also, good, good character development something that you mentioned too and I think I'll, I'll open it up to you guys and what's your thoughts on this one, and something you mentioned too like Jason when you mentioned heavily about uh a couple episodes ago, the reveal of like Beth dying and you can't bring her back. And then we fast forward now until we kind of get the backstory and see it. But both times it's completely a, such a subtle underplay. Yeah. Like you give us that backstory reveal, but we know it's massive crazy stuff going on in the real world. So we can't even really settle into that reveal and explore the meaning. Like is it, it, when you talk about the masterful writing of Dan Harmon, that is some of it right there. Like each time they've given us these reveals, we can't even really jump in there and, and pry it open and really live in that moment because just like Rick, next. yes, just like Rick, he wants to move on to the next thing. And it's so, it, it's brilliant, but it's also, so it's just like, now I have to fucking watch season six now. Like <laughs> you, you hooked me and you, you gave me enough now to keep me coming back. And so it's like, I need my picks. <laughs> spoiler alert to Jaren. They put two things in this last episode that can hook us on for further seasons. One with being Evil Morty and his final triumphant, but also the Rick 
that killed his Beth and his and Diane. He yep. never has getting revenged on. He's never even he has done all this killing, all this stuff, has never found that dude, that yep. Rick. Mm. And like, and they just drop that like, here you go. This is a yep, ten second yep, yep, montage. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go go f yourself, Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't even yeah. worry about it, Morty. Don't even. Don't. Why are you looking at it, Morty? <laughs> right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um, but any final thoughts, uh, Jason, on Rick and Morty season five? Do you still stand by Jump the Shark? Are you ready to bring that back yet? Or are you going to stand with that? I'm going to ring. I'm going. I'm. I was. I was being too harsh. I'm sorry, Rick <laughs> and Morty. Please love me again, Rick. I will be your sidekick. <laughs> you can you can apologize directly to Dan Harmon. He watches the show. Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. Clearly, you watch the show. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I doubted you in your direction. And Justin too. I don't want to forget your part of this yes. as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right, Jaron. Th- uh, any thoughts on like, from? You haven't seen the last two episodes, but from up to this point, any thoughts on season five? Uh, no, I just. Uh... I, I'm excited for the finale, and I'll, I'll I'll check back with you guys. Maybe not on the show, but I'll check back with you guys when I get through it. So. All right, and I guess my final thoughts are: yes, I will uh, not doubt Dan Harmon anymore. I'm just going to shut my trap and just let him give me what he's going to give me, and be happy that things like this and programming like this are on TV because it was an era where we had none of this kind of cool stuff. So I'm True. just going to enjoy it and just be True. like, and Dan Harmon, we trust. Unless he gets like another divorce or something crazy and then he starts getting crazy with it, then I'm going to call his ass out again. You hear that, Dan? I'm going to call you out again. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys, we did it again. If we call that another one, we have completed another episode of the N Word for Nerd podcast. And this was episode 20. So hopefully 20. everybody enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't mention it at the top, but I'll mention it here at the bottom. If you remember or if you like what you heard and enjoyed us commenting, please remember to like, share, subscribe at Head Cannon Circus on YouTube, Facebook, all DSPs, which are digital uh, service providers, which are for listening with podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Anchor FM, and also comment. We did get a comment from Star Wars Talks. <coughs> About mm. our Bad Batch review, and yeah, yeah. he liked Bad Batch, and he wanted us to follow him, and we followed him. So hopefully when we get another Star Wars topic, we will bring him on. I even pitched to Jaren that maybe we'll have a, a Trek versus Wars better off one day. Oh, don't so do that. We'll, we'll, That's we'll going to kill me inside. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We're going to make you judge it, too. I'm going to oh, no. and then bring Jaren on. I'm going to have you judge it, and I just referee it. That's all. Um, I love him but both. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> but going to that if you guys comment we will sometimes we're going to read your comments on the show sometimes and invite you on to hang out with us and have conversations because this is the show of the people this is the people's show it was made by the people it's for the people power to the people uh <laughs> yes thank you jaren there you go kind of forever right i realize you know who jaren is on this show he is, uh, remember the white dude on Undercover Brother, Doogie Howser, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, when he was a diversity hire for them? Jared's our, uh, <laughs> he's, he's our Barty he Stinson, is, Doogie Howser, Neil our Patrick Jim Harris. Carrey to our In Living Color. That is better. That means he'll be Ooh, the that biggest star. I like that one. But that means he'll be the biggest star to all of us then. Fire Marshall. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Waynes as a whole are really good. 
Mm. So, but Fair. Jim Carrey yeah, is but they weren't still... putting up Jim Carrey numbers though. Yeah, I mean, Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. <sighs> yeah, Jim Carrey. I'm gonna give you heat, sucker. Bro. Still one of the best comedies of all time. Facts, hundred percent facts. <laughs> no battle anybody who says otherwise. All right, Jared, did you find closing words for everybody on for and an inward for another podcast? Uh, give some love for Cable Guy. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh... <laughs> You're no, right. Uh, I should have included it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, this was awesome. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you next week. All right. Jason, any final words? Be kind. Tip your servers 20% or more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week.